Hey there, this is Varun Raja, and welcome to Dating Mechanics on Girls Chase, where we get girls chasing you. Here on Dating Mechanics, we bring you incredible content from the best minds in the industry, and we leave you with fun, actionable tips and tactics you can go out there and use with girls today. Last time we interviewed Alec Rolstad, Girls Chase writer and coach, about his incredible night game process. For homework, Alec first asked us to meditate at home before going out to achieve a focused state, and then he also suggested to try out different venues and calibrate night game to each venue, including different situations and handling of them which he calls wildcards. In the beginning of February 2017, I tried Alex's advice, going to a variety of different venues with friends in two different cities, Dallas, Texas, and sunny San Diego, California. I noticed right off the bat that a location's culture does play a small role in how to interact with women, but virtually anywhere I went, I could still strategize to venue's layout, noise, and clientele type to meet women and start the attraction process. In one of these cities, I actually ended up in a really fun threesome. The wild card being that it was with a hedonistic couple who wanted to try a new thing sexually. If you haven't yet, be sure to check out our last podcast with Alec. This time in a phenomenal complimentary follow-up to Alec's Night Game podcast, I interviewed a new Girls Chase writer who in fact has a decade of experience in talent with women. In fact, he's so talented, he once won a competition on a major seduction forum. The winner being the man who could attract and sleep with the most women in a single year. Pablo Garcia, also known as Pelucita, is another master of the night, most known for his mastery in reading women in situations, setting up a social and sexual vibe, spotting and seducing freaks, and sexualizing and escalating encounters both verbally and non-verbally. We're getting a whole other decade-long perspective to the night game scene, Pablo's forte. In this episode, we cover every side to Pablo's night game escalation game. From the right attitude, fundamentals, look and vibe, to how he selects the right girl and how he leads and reads them, all the way to how he isolates, instructs, and handles his end game. As always, at the end of the show, we'll give you a cool homework assignment that you can go out and test at night this weekend. Pablo, welcome to Dating Mechanics. It's a pleasure to host you on a Girls Chase podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here also. Nice. Awesome. I heard recently that you won a competition on a forum several years ago. The man who could sleep with the most girls in one year wins. And you won a few years ago, correct? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> oh man, I want to hear even more about Actually, this. my team won, but like... I was one of those, the integrant in my teams that actually scored the most, so yeah. Oh, wow. I brought my team to the victory, if I say like that. <laughs> you brought your team to victory. Without bragging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were like part of a team, that's really interesting, right? Like, uh, was it some kind of competition between countries or between people in different regions, maybe? Yeah, actually, it was, we had two teams, one North American team and one European team, and we were actually competing against each other. And the competition was actually that the team that actually fucked the most girls got the most points. So if you fucked a girl, you got some points. If you got a blowjob, you got some points. Yeah, my team actually got the most points. Interesting. But it was a tight competition. It, it was actually a tight game. And I was like, I think I was out like three days a week or something. Like crazy. I was out like crazy that period of time. Yeah. 
you had to maintain this consistency, I'm sure, throughout the whole year. If I'm, I would be not surprised that because you were the team leader and you were also the person in your team that's you know pulling the most girls home at night, you were basically always out. Yeah, and you know, like, and the competition thing was a fun thing because the whole point with the competition was that the forum wanted the guys to put in the reports, you know, and uh, that was actually a good way to motivate the guys to write the reports because you couldn't get the points if you didn't write a report about it, you know. So it was actually interesting. It was fun. We had a lot of fun, and the guys in the forum actually we got even closer to each other. You know, we're like making fun of each other, and like, we were mocking the American guys by like go and fuck a chubby so we get some points. You know, <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. That's so cool, actually. I love that aspect of forums about the community because it's really easy for a guy to you know read about the sort of stuff we teach here on Girls Chase or I'm teaching here on the podcast, and to just listen here and actually not even go out and do it but then you get into this kind of a game with other people on the forum where you're trying to outdo each other and you're trying to do it in a fun way not only are you creating fun experiences and pleasurable experiences with all these women that you're meeting when you're going out at night and out to the bars but i think that you're also creating this community with these guys where you share these stories and uh, you feel good about it and you also know that because you're actually going out and trying things that you are improving. Even if you're failing at first, even if you're not that good right now, you're still making the effort and you're getting better and you're putting all your material to the real world and applying it. Yeah, totally. Like the forums was actually one place where I learned a lot, you know, and it actually took me from being a, a guy that fucked some girls randomly, like, and didn't even know like really how I did it and, and why I got to fuck them to a guy that actually got pretty conscious about why I did stuff and why stuff worked and actually I can start telling you my story like from the beginning how I started out oh of course I know that your process for accomplishing this feat is biggest subject tonight and uh, I know that you personally have developed an incredible approach to attracting women in bars and clubs while hardly talking to them now in in terms of our lingo on girls chase we'll call this uh, nonverbal escalation especially in terms of a night game context. But I do want to know how this started. Like, how did you learn to do what you do today? It actually started out 2007, actually, when a friend of mine recommended me. No, actually, before 2007. It was earlier. It was 2004, maybe, 2005. And it was a friend that recommended me the book about the game. Oh, of course. That's how so many people discover this side of themselves. <laughs> it's really incredible. I mean, that's how I also discovered Girls Chase. That's how I discovered like how men attract women. And before that, it was a whole big mystery to me. Yeah. So like my friend told me about this book and, you know, like I always loved girls. Like being good with girls was always a, a trait I always wanted to, to have. But, you know, like society doesn't teach you that and actually society teach you that some guys are born with it and some guys are not and the fascinating thing with finding out about the game the, this book was that there was so much hidden knowledge out there that wasn't available to everyone and it was so much interesting stuff in it it's like a lot of stuff just clicked on me when i read it because when I actually got a girl in bed, I didn't really what I did that worked. And when I read the book, a lot of stuff just clicked in my head. And I understood why stuff worked. 
and not only that they work because the interesting thing with game was that I learned why you know the whole why interesting so you started out interacting with women at a very young age I'd assume you've always loved women your whole life since you were a little boy you probably were interacting with girls on a daily basis and you know we termed that sometimes as a, a natural Somebody that's been so accustomed and comfortable with women from an early age, that confidence, that attitude, that fun vibe that you share with women carries on well into your adulthood. And from what I'm hearing from you, you were doing these, you were behaving in these ways with girls, your whole adolescent life, your adult life. And then your friend handed you this book called The Game and you read it and you were like, wow, I'm already doing these things. And here's how they actually work and why they're working the way they do. Yeah, true. Totally, exactly like that. And it actually like got me to, to think about like why stuff work. And actually I wouldn't call myself a natural. I has to be honest. Like when I started out I wasn't that good. Like I had friends really? that actually yeah, they hooked up with much more girls than I did. <laughs> I was like, Man, like it's because he looks so good, you know, and it's because he's I don't know, like he's blonde. I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. Like I didn't understand it, you know. But like the interesting part with this is that when I read that book and started going out, like, I'm a very, like, high-motivated guy. Like Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm a very motivated guy. I have to say that. Like, when I do something, I'm very driven. You know, like, the word driven works with me. You're like, really passionate about the things that you get into. Exactly. Like, when I do stuff, I want to do it, like, for real, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I started going out, like, like a military style, you know, like, every weekend, you know, like, and trying out all the routines, like, everything I learned, you know, like, I remember I had this paper in my pocket with all these, like, openers and, like, routines and shit, you know, like, that I learned. <laughs> it was so weird. And the, the interesting stuff was that, like, my routines didn't work. It was me that worked, you know, like, it was me just talking to girls and the girls just liking me for who I was. Back in the days, I was like, yeah, man, like, these techniques are so working, you know, like, and I was, like, starting to fuck a lot of girls. And I thought, like, it's just the routines, you know, but it wasn't the routines. It was that I was talking to girls. Like, now, like, when the years came back, when I started wondering and analyzing about that time, it came to wonder that, of course, I got a lot of an understanding about social dynamics. Yeah, And, yeah. like, how men and women worked with each other. But, actually, the easiest part is, like, some girls... If I want to break down, like, the whole thing, some really short things, is that, like, game is basically guy meets a girl, guy re read the girl's signals, and see if the girl is uh, read somewhere. I think Franco said this, not Franco from your side, but from another forum. And he actually said that, like, a game is like seeing a girl, it's like a stoplight. If the girl is red, then you stop talking to her. If the girl is yellow, it's like, ah, oh, maybe I like this guy or not, I don't know. Maybe he can continue talking. Or the girl is green and she's like, she likes you from the get-go. And the important thing with game is that you have to find out who the greens are. And the only way of finding out who the greens are is to talk to random girls. Ah, uh, yeah. So in a way, we have to put ourselves out there as men. We have to go and make this effort and try. Yes. But that's only half the battle, right? The other half of the battle and, and the real key to being good with women is to learn how to read women and to interact with them in a very comfortable and fun way. Like you said yourself, even your routines, you take them out, but then you realize that it's not the routines that were pushing forward all your interactions and making them fucking awesome, but it was the vibe and how you had fun with the girls that you met, which is sounds like something that you learned when you were much younger too. 
I don't know, like loving girls, like I would say letting go of your inner self, I would say. Like we're going to talk about this, like sexualizing stuff. That's an important part of my thing, you know, like being sexual and being honest with it, you know. And actually, I think that came through, you know, even back then when I had these stupid routines, like talking about stupid shit, I actually like... I think the girls could see that this guy's fucking horny, you know, like he's doing anything to get laid, you know. You know, I can hear it in your voice right now, too. Just the passion and the excitement. I can totally picture you talking to a girl and she's just loving it and eating it up. (laughs) Yeah, it's awesome. The place that you most meet women, though, is at night, like uh, in clubs and bars. And you've said it yourself, you love going out anyway, and you just happen to love meeting women at night. What kinds of venues do you like, like where you meet women? That's a good question. Actually, I've been developing, like, you know, I've been doing game for so many years now. How long have you been doing game for? I would say, like, seriously game, like, having this, like, knowledge from the book and being on the forums, I would say from 2005, maybe. Oh, wow. So that's uh, over 12 years now. I would say that, yeah. So I have some, some experience, yeah. That's on top of, of course, the childhood experiences that you had or the adolescent experiences where you were still interacting with women and still sleeping with them and having fun with them. And you were also part of this group of cool guys that always went out and got laid, it sounds like. Yeah. Jesus. Talking to a real pro here. (laughs) When I started doing this shit, you know, I was like a ninja, you know? Like, I didn't talk to anybody about the forums. Like, the forums was like, it was super secret, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm still very secret about it. Like, nobody knows about it. They, They just know that this guy, he's just fucks like tons of girls like a lot of my friends they're like i don't know what he's doing he's fucking so much girls you know like it took me like maybe one or two years and then i was fucking so many girls i was like outnumbering them incredibly you're running circles around these people that used to be good that you used to look up to (laughs) and all of a sudden now they're looking up to you that's hilarious Yeah, and they're actually hating on me, you know, like, they're like, what the fuck, man, like, this guy, like, he's fucking horny, man, he's always out, that's why he's fucked so much, you know? (laughs) You know, I love how people try to justify when they see a guy doing well, and, and you don't see the backstory behind where he's come from and where he's been and where he's gone through, but you just look at the image that you see on the surface and you just make all these assumptions about the guy like, oh, it must be because he goes out all the time. And I'm sure there's some truth to that, but there are also so many guys that go out multiple times a week and don't ever get laid. In my last podcast with Alec, I was actually talking about this, where a lot of guys think of getting laid at night as being lucky because they go out with their buddies, they get drunk, they hang out with their friends, but they hardly ever take the time to talk to cute girls. Or even if they do talk to cute girls, they hardly take the time to sexualize the encounter. And even if they do sexualize the encounter in some way and she shows interest, they don't actually go for the pull. And it must be so frustrating for the girls, too, because they're like, fuck, I met this cute guy and he just doesn't, he's not going home with me, what do I do? (laughs) Because they're so afraid, you know, like, they're like wallflowering. Go out and just stand against the wall and just like... You know that song? You said it, like Daft Punk song, Get Lucky. Yeah, yeah. Get Lucky. Yeah. We all out to get lucky. It's like, when I hear that song, I'm like, man, like, poor guys, you know, like. Well, poor girls, too. (laughs) You fucking kidding me, man. Yeah, poor girls. Like, what what the fuck you mean getting lucky, man? That's like a fucking science, man. I always thought it was frustrating. You know, like the forums was like the secret part of me, you know? Yeah. And then I had this other side of me that was not secret. And the guys, my friends, that I couldn't talk about this stuff with because they couldn't get it, you know? 
I actually have some friends that nowadays I can talk about it, but they still don't know me being in the forum and about the forums, they don't know about that shit yet. Yeah. But they know that I have a lot of knowledge about stuff, you know, they know that. I've actually personally been ostracized by groups of friends from my childhood who I did talk to about forum-related stuff and game-related stuff, and they were a little bit appalled. I think it's an interesting thing for some guys and some even some girls, but for a lot of people in the mainstream, who especially the people that have this attitude where you're kind of born with whatever inherent gifts that you have, that you're kind of born with this natural instinct for women, which is like bullshit in my opinion, but some people believe that. And when you kind of come out and you show them that you're actually focused on improving yourself in this way, it's it sometimes leads to judgment too, unfortunately. Totally, yeah, totally. And they don't get it, you know, like they want to live in this fantasy bubble, Disney bubble. There's like, there's one special girl out there for you. You haven't met her yet, you know, that's stupid shit, you know. And then there's guys like you who are winning competitions on forums about <laughs> how much fun you can have with girls in one year. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's awesome. And I bet the girls love you for it, too. And, you know, we're going to talk all about Pablo's approach to meeting women at night and how he uses nonverbals and his vibe and his attitude to basically escalate and sexualize every encounter. I think this is something you can probably apply to a daytime situation, too, right? Sure. If you were a little bit more careful. and Totally, like... Uh... I'm not gonna say too much, huh? but like I did it like, for instance, like this young girl comes into my workplace and sometimes for a short period of time, they work like, and of course, like in work, I need to be professional. Yeah. You need to really be good at your shit if you want to do that in your workplace, because you have to be careful because that can backfire like severally, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. It just actually happened to me before actually too, when I was first learning, there were like a couple of encounters at work, but the... One or two of them backfired, but anyway, that's long gone in the past. Yeah, you should be careful. You know, like, I try to actually avoid work-related stuff because that can affect me, hit back to you, you know, pretty yeah, bad. Yeah. So. so what is the kind of venue at night? You know, now we're going out at night, we're going to cover Escalation and, and Night Game. What kind of venues do you personally like to go to? Like I said before, like, I've been to different kind of venues and, like, you know, like, I changed. You know, like, sometimes I like clubs. Like, most of the places I like is, like, everything from bars to clubs, actually. I actually like, you know, small bars yeah. where you can talk, chat up a girl. Actually, most of the times, I go to a bar, uh, chat up a girl or two, and then I, you know, like, extract the girl from that place to a club, maybe. Hmm. You know, like, venue change. Have you heard that expression? Of course, I've heard of that, but... I'm unfamiliar with how you do it. That might be something interesting to talk about later on. But Yeah, sure. Like, I talk with the girls, and they like me, and I have my friend with me, and her friend likes my friend, and we have a group of girls. Yeah. And I tell the girls, let's go to this place, you know, this club place. So we take the girls, and we do this to make the girls feel more comfortable with us, you know. Like, when you have done this, when you change, the girls feel more at ease with you, and... Um, they feel that they've been spending a lot more time with you than they have done before. This is like traditional mystery stuff, you know? But now I've been doing that since then, you know? Like, and now it still works, you know? So, Interesting. <laughs> venue changing is a very good thing, you know? I you guess in, do that. in very technical terms, now we're talking about getting compliance from her and her friends to go with you. Exactly. And you're also changing venues. So, you're kind of changing the state and vibe of the environment that you're in with this girl. So, it feels like more of a fuller experience. Exactly. And if we want to talk about like approaching, we can start there. Like in a bar, 
the approach situation is different than in a club. In a bar, maybe you have this bar desk, this bar place, like round bar. Yeah. There's a lot of people standing there and everybody's watching each other, you know. And actually, what I do is I look for the prettiest girls, you know, like, this hasn't been more, like, that's the easiest way. Like, I like the pretty, like, I, my personal preference is tall, blonde, uh, well, like, very fit girls, like, girls that hit the gym a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I would say, like, around the 20s, like, maybe 18, 19, 20, 21. That's, like, my perfect age wow that's my like the, the pinnacle of uh, many men's dreams actually <laughs> yeah it's like their exact archetype like young hot beautiful kind of rare fit you know some guys have a thing for blonde girls which is fucking awesome and you like get with these girls consistently it seems yeah so i see this girl i look at her friends like look at her from the bar and you know most of the time actually like looking from afar sometimes the girls can look at you back you know but i don't care like when I look at a girl, I want her to know that I'm looking at her, you know? Oh, okay. Maybe it's early in the night, like we're at a bar, and the girl just... I notice that she just looks at me, and then she looks back, you know? Swedish girls, they're not going to confront you with their eyes. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be pretty, like, careful with that. Okay. So, I do that, and when I see that she saw me, I almost immediately approach. Almost mm. immediately. So, I go to her, stand next to her so she notices me. Yeah. And then just when I stand there, I just stand behind her, like next to her. And I'm just look at her body language, you know? Interesting. I'm not saying anything. I'm just standing beside her, standing with a good posture, like standing straight and showing like that you are a secure man, like standing straight with your back. And if she turns to me, just by how she looks, I can tell if she is red, not interested. I was totally wrong in my... <laughs> checking some of her before or maybe she's yellow she's a bit like i don't know or she likes me and then she will turn to me completely so like the body language is like very big thing here actually if she has a friend there maybe her friend is turning to me so i need to like tell her friend that i've seen her also yeah so i say hello i just look at her and say hello you know just give my hand hello and she introducing herself and then we have a chat you know it's, mm. it's interesting you know what I do? This is an important part. When they are introducing me to me, or I introduce myself, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just keep myself quiet and let her reintroduce the conversation. Let her invest. Interesting. Yeah. I only do this if the girl are yellow. That means that a little bit interested, but doesn't know really. Yeah. Or green, that she really is interested. Okay. You know, there is one major question that I want to get into before we get into the openers and the process, and that is your fundamentals. Because I know that in Girls Chase, we always tell guys, like, the best thing that you can do for yourself to make approaching women easier is to just improve your fundamentals and, like, how you look like and how you, your attitude is. And even in what you just said about your opener, you said it perfectly, like, you have your back straight, your posture is strong, you give an, an, a sexy eye contact to her, and she meets it, you kind of have this unspoken vibe that you have with this girl before you even start talking to her she notices you and you notice her and you're already kind of sizing each other up like is she down is she not down is she green about me does she like me does she maybe like me does she not like me at all and i want to want to know like what is the the fundamentals baseline like your look your attitude 
and your vibe that you absolutely need to execute your process? Actually, you need to take care of yourself. I always say that you need to be trim. Like you need to work out. You need to be well groomed, look good. Like if you have beard, have it very well trimmed or like just looking good. You know, like working out is very important actually. Yeah. For the girls, like if you're buffed, a little bit buffed, it's only positive. Yeah. The girls like guys that have been working out, and it gives you also a dominant. How do you say? Like it gives you a dominant edge. Hmm. Like a masculine edge. Yeah, and girls like that to feel that the guy they're with is dominant and can take care of themselves. So, like the look, I always cut my hair regularly and like work out regularly and look for my clothes to fit. You know, like there's a whole bunch of articles in Girls Chase about that. Of course, of course. Which clothes you can wear, and I, you guys listening to this, you should check that shit out because that is important. You know, there's so many times where guys like try to skip ahead to processes and uh, and you know like what should I say to the girl to meet her? What should I do later? Like how do I get her like in bed? I've read so many guys on forums that you know ask what is this technique or this process that I can do to get better with girls? But when you actually meet them or you talk to them in further detail, you realize it's not the technical skills that's the issue. It's actually how they take care of themselves and how they present themselves. That's probably the biggest hurdle for them. And probably the greatest thing a guy can do for himself to improve his results with women is just to improve his appearance and improve the way he talks and improve his vibe. Totally. Very important. Very yeah. important. The look, the attitude, like the attitude. I was brought up in a place that was pretty like rough, I would say. Really? Like in European standards, yes. People are pretty afraid of where I grew up. There's a lot of guns. There's a lot of drugs. There's a lot of dangerous people, you know, criminals and stuff, you know, so... Do you think that helped you with women? I don't know if it helped me, actually, but it gives me some kind of edge. Because when you grew up in an area where you have to, like, you have to know how to fight, you know? Yeah. You have to know about being street smart, you know? You have to be street smart because you won't survive if you're not, you know what I mean? Interesting. It's not a lost cause for guys with rough upbringings for the most part. <laughs> no, actually not. The only thing you have to work with is like maybe your, how you perceive women. A lot of people where I grew up had like weird ways of perceiving women. Oh, like how? No, a lot of, you know, especially guys from the Middle East. There's a lot of people from the Middle East where I grew up. Mm. And you know what I'm talking about. Like there's a lot of people from that area that has like misconceptions about women. For instance, the guys where I grew up, there were guys that coming from like Iraq, Syria, yeah. and many of those guys, they're not used to see girls dressed with short skirts, you know, there's like, it's weird for them, you know. Maybe they have these conceptions of women being a mother, you know, and yeah. you have this woman that you're married with, and you have this whore, you know, that you pay for and fuck, you know. You know, that is such a common thing that I hear about from a lot of guys, like, uh, I have friends who come to me, and they complain about women. And one of their frequent complaints is like, oh, she's slutty or, oh, she's too naive or, you know, something that points to what I would call the Madonna whore complex. Exactly. And a lot of guys see women as either sluts or as either Puritans and there's no room in between. And But yet we have guys like you who actually do well with women and get women and you see that a woman can be both sexual and innocent and pure at the same time. It's a, it's a range. 
Exactly. And yeah. the thing is that I come from this area, so I have some kind of attitude from my upbringing. Like, yeah. You always have your baggage with you. You know what I mean? Like, and that's my baggage. And I think, you know, when I meet Swedish girls that come from more nicer parts, actually the hottest girls in Sweden are the girls that have, that come from the upper classes. Really? Yeah, because they take care of themselves. They dress nice, you know, they work out. And most of the time they have like good genes because probably their mother was some kind of model and their father was rich and I don't know, you know, like that stuff. But when they meet a rough guy or meet a guy that has some kind of tough upbringing, that's only a plus for you, I think. Yeah, yeah. If you know how to use it, you know what I mean? It could be bad for you. So basically the edge, the the bad boy, the bad history, you know, in a way is a good thing. But on top of that, we also have to have a really healthy attitude towards women. We can't see them in terms of the Madonna horror complex. Like, you know, the guys we were talking about earlier, you have to see women as human beings who have a sexual side, who have experiences in their life, and who also might have a desire for men, like a healthy desire, just like you have a healthy desire for women. Yeah, totally. I actually wrote about the whore and Madonna complex in my article on the page, actually. Ah, okay. So it's interesting that you're bringing that up. Which article uh, yeah. is that again? My latest article. It's about, like, common mistakes that guys do. I posted it, like, a month ago. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, listeners, definitely check out Pablo's article. I believe it's called uh, Five Common Mistakes That Men Do in Dating. Yeah. Right? That's what it's called, yeah. I remember reading that a little bit while ago. And I actually talk about the whore and Madonna complex there, how important it is to get rid of that shit, you know? Yeah. Because that's going to bring you down in your conquest of women like that's gonna fuck you up you know yeah man it's one of the most toxic things that i've even noticed amongst friends who have brought this up i just don't get it but you know uh, everyone has their journey (laughs) i suppose how about your vibe like you're at these mic clubs now and we're just talking about this swedish girl that you approached you know she made eye contact with you and you made eye contact with her and you connected non-verbally in that moment what does your vibe look like that causes this kind of reaction in women where they look at you and they see you. I know you mentioned edge is one thing, but what are some other aspects of your vibe? I would say that like when you regularly, this is interesting because it has to do with your energy. Yeah. It has to do with my inner game. And I think girls can perceive that this guy is secure. He knows who he is. He's self-confident. He's approaching me. He's talking to me and he doesn't care, you know? And actually, the third thing in my vibe is non-caring attitude. That means that when I approach her, I'm just go to talk to her. I'm not putting any value on her, you know? I just talk to her because I look at her and she looks interesting. But I don't know, like, maybe she's not. I'm just finding out, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just approaching her to see what's up. You know what's funny is that so many guys, they approach girls... And they're not focused on it like you're saying, like, you don't care. You're like, okay, this is someone that might be interesting to talk to. Let me go find out. Yeah. It's more inquisitive. It's like you're open-minded. And what I'm going to get into now is the difference between that and what most guys do, which is they go approach girls and they're just thinking, pussy, like pussy, pussy. Like, how do I get in her pants? How do I sleep with her now? What do I have to say to sleep with her? Is she liking what I'm saying? Is what I'm saying going to get into my bed faster? And And that's totally different from what you're doing, right? Like, you're kind of more like, okay, this is a cool girl, but I'm not sure yet if I like her enough to go home with her. Exactly. And that should be all the guys. Yeah. All the guys should think about that. Even if she's hot, maybe she's super boring or she has some weird racist thought. I don't know. Like, maybe she's a Trump voter. I don't know. Like, (laughs) maybe she's the most boring girl in the world. I don't know. Like, maybe she has something that I don't like. 
don't know. And then I'm not gonna fuck her. You know, like you go to her, she's hot. That's what she has to offer. But for me, she needs to offer more. You know, she has to be an interesting girl. Guys, I hope you're listening to this because this is one of the most important things that I've seen in the people that do well with women versus the guys that don't. Exactly what we're talking about right now. This attitude that you know yourself well, you're confident as a guy, you know your strengths and weaknesses, but you're not needy about going home with women. You have standards, and you expect that only if a woman meets your standards will she go home with you. Exactly. It's like that. And it's always easier to have that standpoint when you already fuck a lot of women, you know. But this abundance mentality, having this mentality that of abundance, like... There's so many girls. I don't need this girl. I'm not going to beg for pussy, you know, never. You know, never going to supplicate for any pussy. Yeah, you know? yeah. Never. You should never supplicate. Exactly like you said, like, these guys, what should I say, you know? What should I do to get in her pants? That's supplicating. That's mm, bad. Gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. So, let's go back to opening these women. We've been talking about the look. We've talked about the attitude. And we've talked about the vibe now, too. And... You're mentioning that when you open girls, you typically look for them to make eye contact with you. Or, let's assume, let's assume that if you see a girl you like, you'll just go and approach her yourself, correct? Yeah. You'll just go right next to her and start a conversation. Is it a challenge to start a conversation with these women? Actually, it's not. Like, the more you do it, the better you are getting at it. You know, like, when I was starting out, <laughs> I had this, like, catastrophal <laughs> conversation with girls that was, like... I was like flaming and burning all the time, you know, crashing and burning. But I think that when you start to get a social knowledge yeah. about how you interact with people, that's going to be good for your talking with girls also. And, you know, actually, when I talk to girls, I never have a plan, you know. I just talk to her and just let it because I have all this stuff internalized, you know. Take the girl away from the group. Then you change. Then isolate, like make the girl alone, make your bold move and then take her home. So you said before that you kind of want a girl to know that you're spotting her. Like you want her to know that you're checking her out. And is that something you recommend that guys do? I know that you, like, you're at a very elite, advanced level of game. And some guys don't have like the baseline background that you do. but And also some guys tend to come off as creepy because they have more of a creepy vibe. But is it a good thing for a guy to make sure that a woman notices that he's looking at her. I would say yes to that. Gotcha. Because that's showing intent. And guys are doing that too little, you know. They're confusing the girls. They are confusing because most of the guys don't dare showing intent. Because that puts them on the line, you know. Interesting. Makes them vulnerable. So now we're in a venue. And how do you spot your targets? Actually, I spot my targets by just... Looking at the hottest girls huh. that in my taste, you know. Actually, that should be for all the guys. You know what you want, and you just go after the girls that you like the most, period, right? Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. Period. Like, I go to a venue where I like the most of the girls. If I go to a venue with older girls, maybe I'm not going to find so many interesting girls. That's why I go to venues with younger girls. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I go... And in those venues, I have more of girls that I like. Young, blonde, fit, and everything that I was talking about, my preferences. Right, right. And that should be for the most guys too. Like, guys should always look for the girls that they like. Because that's what it's all about, isn't it? Like, meeting girls that you are attracted to. Personally, for you, in the style of game that we're talking about, and we're talking about where you involve escalation, you sexualize the encounter, 
What makes a good target for your style of game? How do you select good people and, and good women after you start talking to them? How I select good women? Interesting question. I actually select the girls. <laughs> select? Yeah. I talk with a lot of girls. Some of the girls, if they're boring, I'm not going to talk with them anymore. Like, Or if they have some weird like voice or I don't know, stuff that annoy me. <laughs> but if I like the girl and she's hot and she's into me and shit, how I select them? As targets. I assume it's after you're talking to them. Like, we're talking about first, you obviously have a look that you like in her, so that's part of it. But then she obviously meets your standards at some point in the way if you keep talking to her and decide to move forward. I would say that's pretty different because, actually, what I started to do is I like girls that are sexual. Like, if a girl is not that sexual, like, not... In explaining what a sexual girl is, I like girls that are more outgoing. That are more sure of themselves. That and probably they're gonna be more sure about their sexuality also. So outgoing girls. I like girls that are a bit more interesting. Outgoing. Interesting. Outgoing, like they're kind of bubbly. They like talking to you. They like being expressive and stuff. Yeah, that's my favorite. Interesting. For more introverted guys, because you seem like a pretty extroverted, outgoing guy. Or for guys that like introverted kinds of girls that are quieter. Do you think the approach to this and the openers and the initial conversation is different? Actually, like, one of my best friends is an introvert, like, totally different than me. Like, we're, like, sun and the moon, like, so different. Is he your wingman? Yeah, you could say that. Like, he's one of my best friends. So, yeah, totally, he's one of my wingmans. He's, like, a very experienced, good wingman and trustworthy. His style is totally different. He only uses his eyes, like... Interesting. He draws the girls to him, you know? I'm more of a guy that, if I like a girl, I go to her, you know? My friend is more of a, like... He stays in this place and attracts all the girls, like, and he just catches them when they come to his bar. You know? Oh, wow. So we have this different style of approach. But his style is also nonverbal, right? Like, both of you have a, a nonverbal style where you use your vibe and you use your eyes to attract these women. Exactly. That's really interesting. Like, how do you do it? How do you attract women with your eyes? And how does he attract women with his eyes? I would say we actually have a similar way of attracting girls because both my friend and I... We're not scared of being sexual with girls. And I think looking at a girl with sexual intent, just looking at her and like, and thinking, like, just picturing her naked or like sucking your dick or shit, you know? Like, when you do that, the girl can perceive that energy, you know? Interesting. Most of the guys are afraid of that because they're like, oh my god, you can't think like that. They're gonna <laughs> think that I'm a creep, you know? Yeah. You know, that's actually so important because when guys think like, like what you just said, like, oh, I'm, she must be uh, thinking that I'm a creep because I'm looking at her sexually. It's the way that guys tend to judge themselves about being sexual. Exactly. And that belies the entire aspect of being sexual. To be sexual, you have to be free. You have to express yourself and you have to show that yeah girl i'm thinking of you i'm picturing you sucking my cock right now basically and you're gonna love it <laughs> you know sometimes i just if i see a juicy lips i can just like fucking love your lips you know like wow. you know, i just touch them i guess you could do a lot of amazing yeah, stuff yeah. that's with what you're lips. thinking in your mind no. <laughs> obviously you're not saying this to her just yet i actually said that shit yeah, no, actually, no, no, I actually said that. Said oh, that. really? You, you talk to girls about this, too? Totally, yeah, 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 totally. Oh, man. But that's more like foreign interaction. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we'll get to that. I want to learn a lot more about that, too. Really quick, though, um, we're talking about nonverbals, like, right now. What is the What are the differences between, like, a verbal style of game or verbal openers versus the kind of nonverbal approach and vibe we're talking about right now? I would say, like, you should do a mix of it, like... 
if you're always being non-verbal, you're only gonna talk to girls that goes to you, up, yeah. obviously. Like, my friend, like, stays in the bar, and he's only getting the girls that actually stands behind him. Gotcha. So that's being non-verbal, and maybe the girls open him, you know, but most of the time, he says something. The best thing of opening, in my taste, is saying something neutral, whatever. For instance, last weekend, I was out, and there was this girl charging her iPhone in this uh, energy plug. And my opener was just like going to her and like, fuck man, you stole it, you know, like I was gonna use it, you know. Like, <laughs> laughing and like, what That's the fuck, so spontaneous you know? too. It's like, what? <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. And I actually, it just came to me in the moment when I went there. Like, I haven't figured out. But just saying something, whatever, like you can say what the fuck you want, you know, you can look at her scarf and like, nice scarf or whatever you know like you don't even need to say something you can just stand beside her and just like we're going back now right to fundamentals right your vibe your confidence your attitude these are all the things that you use to get these girls interested in you and, and you talk to them and they're like hmm, there's something different about this guy exactly yeah i love it man now this is something interesting you've personally told me that you're a bit of a bit of a sex addict is that true yeah it's actually true like yeah I have this fucking huge drive and I need to constantly fucking girls, you know, like different girls, like one girl doesn't work for me, like I need to be like several and that have caused me some problems in my previous relationships, you know, like you couldn't be faithful and, you know, like, and all that stuff. But I think all the people have a high sex drive or a lower sex drive and even guys, you know, and, um, uh -huh. and I have a pretty high one. <laughs> And having a high one has its problems. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure it also has its perks, right? Like, what does it mean to you in terms of uh, going out at night? Do you think that having that vibe, that love for sex and that desire for sex helps you approach girls and also maybe helps you spot freaks out, in, you know, at night? Yeah? Totally, yeah. I'm totally convinced about that. I'm sure about it. Because... This motivation, everything has to do with your vibe, you know, like your energy and what you project. And because I have this urge to like find new girls and meet new girls, I think the girls can see that and, and they feel that. Interesting. Wow. Now, let's look at this in more detail. You know, you're at a bar or a club and so many guys dream about being with like a sexual freak, like a nymphomaniac. And I love him. I'm sure you love him yeah. too. Unless you're like the most prudish guy in the world. Or you're going to a nightclub trying to meet your wife, <laughs> which rarely happens, right? Like, yeah. you're going out to a club and you want to meet girls you're going to have a fucking awesome time with when you go home with her later. Like, what does a freak, a sexual freak, look like typically? Or what does she behave like? What do you look for? That's very interesting because my coming article, like, I'm actually writing an article oh, yeah? right now about freaks about how you spot them yeah how you spot them how you attract them and how you bed them <laughs> oh man i can't fucking wait to hear this <laughs> or read this rather <laughs> that's gonna be awesome yeah and it's actually about this is actually my latest part of game that i've developed myself actually and it's about my interest in bdsm sex you know yeah bdsm sex so i got pretty like last years i got pretty involved in that community so i learned a lot of stuff about it and also what i like about it you know so basically, how do you find the freaks? Actually, most of the girls have read this book. The most common book is about this Fifty Shades of Grey, you know? Oh, of course. Um, so many women have read that book and they love it. Yeah. I mean, no one's yeah. going to admit it because it's kind of socially unacceptable, but 
like you got girls talking about it and you're a cool guy they will open up to you like none other totally totally and like that book has opened up so many horizons for us (laughs) like it's incredible (laughs) spotting freaks like i have actually i'm talking about my article now but anyway i can say it before also what i was suggesting to guys that want to find freaks is that one of the best topics to get to sex talk is actually relationships and that book, actually. That Fifty Shades of Grey book. Interesting. Yeah, you actually start talking about relationships. Like, for instance, oh, my previous relationships, like sex is a very important part of relationship. Like, it's like the pillar, you know, whatever. I just say stuff like that. Like, it's the pillar. If, like, pillar doesn't work, then the relationship is not going to work either, you know, for instance. I can say that stuff. And then the girl can agree with me or not. You know? Do you care if she agrees with you? If she agrees with me, then uh, I like the girl more because oh, okay. she's a sexual girl. You know? This is going I back to your standards, right? So if she's more agreeing with you... Exactly. It's like a way of screening. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, so will you actually screen out these girls not before you approach them? Like, you, you don't spot freaks from their appearance alone. You kind of talk to them first and you have to kind of bring it out of them is what you're saying. When I started out, I thought that you could see a freak. You can't. Really? really? <laughs> because, yeah, girls that are dressed slutty, they, maybe they're not slutty at all. They can be the prudish, boring girls. You know, that is so true. A lot of girls will go out at night just looking for attention. I mean, like, granted, these girls will still go home with you if you're a really cool guy and you arouse her properly and you get her excited. But there's also a lot of girls who like to dress to the nines just so they can get attention from all these men. Yeah, and girls love attention. That's one of the reasons why they go out, to get attention, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that's so, so true. Yeah, of course. Okay, so you approach these girls like you approach any other girl. You're always just, you know, chill in your vibe. You like the way they look, and you think they'd be interesting to talk to. You approach them the same, regardless of whether they actually are a freak or not. But then when you're talking to her, you kind of bring it out of her. You say things in certain ways. You talk about things to determine if she meets your standards for being a sexual freak. Exactly. And for instance, we start talking about sex. When you talk about sex, this stuff I cover in my article also, when you talk about sex with a girl, it's very important that you do it in a matter-of-fact way. Really? And you do it without judging, you know? Yeah, it's super important. Like, sex talk. Talk about sex like it's... I always say to the girls... People do too big thing of sex. Like, shouldn't be so big deal, you know? People make a big deal of it. It's just fun, you know? Like, you can have a threesome with two girls and just laugh afterwards, you know? Like, doesn't mean to be... Like, sex and love doesn't need to be connected. Uh, it can be separate. And they are separate. Yeah, yeah. You kind of frame it as a, in a way, hedonism, perhaps. Like, you don't have to be emotionally attached with sex. You can just have fun for it being fun and just enjoy it. Yeah, and I actually, yeah. I truly believe it, you know, when I say it, I truly believe it. It's not a technique I use to manipulate. I say it because I believe it, you know, and the girl's responses are incredible, you know, and, and actually it happened to me a lot of times. And if I like the girl, this is also interesting. If I see that the girl, like she likes me and I like her back and she's talking about sex and she seems to be a, a sexual uninhibited girl. Yeah. Actually, this happened to me last weekend. I was talking to this gorgeous blonde girl. Uh-huh. She was like 19 years old. Like, these high heels, like, oh, amazing, like, super hot. And we were at this just bar, you know, like, shitty bar. And I was there with my football <laughs> friends. And okay. She was, like, the hottest girl in the whole place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Easily the hottest one. And actually, like, I was like, let's go out and have some air. Okay. Because she was standing with her friends. Her friends liked me, so they were like, yeah, cool. Like, go out with them, you know. And I went out with her, and in isolation, like, when I was talking alone with her, I brought it up, you know. And I actually asked her, like, 
Now we started talking about sex and, and I said like, you know what BDSM is? Like I was just throwing it out. And she was like, yeah, I think I know like something about ropes. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know about it. Like good girl, you know a lot about this stuff, you know? Yeah, and you know, like I'm personally involved in that. So you know, you know, I just like you and I just want to be straight with you. Like I like that stuff. I like tying up girls and, and I like spagging girls and I like, you know, gagballing them. And, oh yeah? And maybe humiliating them a bit, you know. <laughs> How did she react to that? No, I just said that because I saw her face, you know, she was like getting all aroused. I could see that. Like her pupils dilated and she got like yeah. a bit red in her face. There's some signs you can actually look for. Especially the cheeks are getting a bit red and the eyes. You can see it in the eyes. Wow. And, and this was actually like she was like dressed very like she had a skirt on and she had this like great cleavage you know i bet she was getting so wet down there too like one of the dead giveaways like a girl is getting fucking horny is both the pupils dilating when you're talking to her and she looks at you with these well i like to turn sex eyes like the sex look where she just wants to pounce on you and fuck your brains out also a woman's cheekbones do get red and also her upper chest kind of flushes with blood too it's part of the whole blood flow going on in your yeah. body. So a good thing to look for <laughs> if you ever see that. Very subtle. Yeah, totally, totally. Interesting signs. And she had all those, you know. So I was like, okay, so you got like, did you ever had an older guy like put you on his lap? Yeah. And making you take off her clothes and like just yeah. spank your ass. And she got all like, my God, like you would do that? I'm like. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. I'm just asking if you did that sometime. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to have some plausible deniability. You can't give it away. <laughs> totally. And she was like, that's important. Like the most nice thing with sex talk is that, like I was telling you before, like sex talk is like a, a freeway to the pussy, you know? Yeah. As fast as you start talking about sex and you see her picturing all this stuff you're talking about, she is actually picturing you doing this stuff to her. Wow. When you can offer something this rare to a girl, like I did now, then you will be the guy who stands out, you know? And she actually told me, like, I met older guys, but nobody did that to me, you know? Nobody made her feel like that because you were actually bold and confident and you brought out her sexuality by talking about it yourself. Exactly. Wow. I love it, man. So I know that I have her. And then her friends came out and she just pulled her like, let's go now, we have to go. She was all stressed like, let's go. And I was like, all right, you need to go. Like, okay. Did you go home with her? No, I already knew that I got her. No, she was going with her friends. Gotcha. And she was like, you coming with? I'm like, no, I'm going to stay here with my football friends and just watch football and shit. And she's like, but, but, but what do we need to leave again? <laughs> and I was like, oh, sure. And she's just like, take my number, you know? And yeah. I know that I had her, you know. I love it, man. That's fucking awesome. This seems to happen to you a lot, too, where you talk about these in confident ways. You talk about your sexuality, and she wants to meet up with you later, right? Yeah, it's incredible. And incredibly hot girls. Like, the hottest girls, like my friends that were there, they were like, man, like, how the <laughs> fuck did you do that, you know? She was sitting in my lap, you know? They were like, she's so young, you know? What the fuck? Fuck, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they were like amazed. And because I know what I'm doing and also because I have this experience. But nowadays, I can be totally honest with what I like and get everything I want. You know, like I can have the hottest young girls tied up. <laughs> and they love it. <laughs> you know, I can do whatever I want with them. They love it. They love it. You know what I yeah. mean? 
and they love it. This is, of course, because you've also had like over a decade of experience in you know trying out all these things and developing this at this point. I assume like you're probably in your late twenties or early thirties, something like that. Yeah, early thirties. Gotcha, 30s. gotcha. Cool. All right, I want to move on to another big aspect of night game, and that is the question of escalation. Sure. And there's obviously very big differences between verbal escalation, which is what we basically just described in this girl. You talked to her about sex, and that's an example of verbal escalation. Yeah. Can you give us an example where you escalated with a girl non-verbally, like just using your vibe and your attitude instead? Yeah, I did it many times, especially in loud nightclubs. But also, when I do this verbal escalation, I call it like the sex talk, I actually physically escalate the girl also. I start touching the girl. You gotcha. know, like first I touch her shoulders and then I put my hand around her waist. Then I pull her against me and I do this, all this stuff. I'm very careful and you need to really calibrate what you're doing. Like when you touch her, you need to see that she's liking what you're doing. And then you do a little bit more and then you do a little bit more, you know, while I'm talking about this stuff, yeah, I'm grabbing her waist. I'm pulling her into me. That's a classic. Another one is that I put my hand around yeah. her neck from the back, just putting my hand there and just feel her neck. That's a very dominant feature. Oh, interesting. So you're talking to her and you're actually grabbing her, or not grabbing her, but just at least touching her and feeling yeah. right behind her neck. Slightly, actually, slightly. Do girls ever like react when you do this? If you do it, like it's so natural for me. So I do it in a, such a natural way that the girls, they actually never talk about it. You know. Interesting. Because they're all into this bubble, you know. And like you're talking about, like non-verbal escalation, it's a key mm. to fucking the girl. It's very important. The words are arousing her, but t you touching her is making the whole thing more... It's the icing on the cake, let's put it that way. <laughs> it's the icing on the cake. And I would say like this, you can't fuck a girl if you're not physically escalating on her, like touching the girl. You need to touch the girl. Oh man. You know, that brings back to mind. I've had a couple of shitty dates in the past, but I was still inexperienced where... I was talking about sex, and the girl and I were engaged in a pretty hefty dialogue about like things we like or whatever, sexually, and experiences we have. We were talking about sex, but I wasn't touching her, and she wasn't touching me. And that made all the difference now, looking back at it, because instead of going home with her, it became a platonic interaction about us talking about sex. Right? You know what I'm talking about, right? That's bad. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm sharing a shitty story from the past, so... And sometimes you should shift it. Like, sometimes when I do that, I sometimes, like, I do the bold move. I start talking to the girl. I start touching her more and more and more. Yeah. And when she's allowing me to touch her, of course. And when I actually have her, like, I have my mouth, like, close to her ear and neck. When I have that, I can almost, like, tell her, like, listen, if I take you home, I would this and describe to her very graphically what I would do to her sexually. Wow, I love like, it. <laughs> making her taking off her clothes, like making her sit on my lap, spanking her ass as well as I touching her pussy, you know, like stuff like that. And doing that is like mega powerful. You've got to have the confidence, of course, and the sexual vibe to begin with to start off with this idea. And I bet that when you're talking to her and she's at this point, I'm imagining that you've touched her quite a bit. You're probably holding her close and she's holding you close too. And she's right by your ear and she's hearing all these things, just probably getting so turned on by just hearing these words and also feeling your body, right? Yeah. Jesus, man, that's fucking awesome. You know, uh, this brings up a great question. What do we want the girl to feel when we're escalating with her? What emotions do we want? You want her to feel like yeah. surrendering. 
You want her to feel that she's surrendering to you. Yeah, girls long for that. They love to surrender to a guy that takes over her, like that dominates her. You want the girl to feel feminine. You want the girl to feel small. I love that. That's why I like young girls. Because seeing the girl and making them feel safe and like making them feel like they're like this little girl and feel that they're being taken care of. Like all these emotions should girl feel. That you're in control. She shouldn't feel that you're some kind of douche that just tried to fuck her and pump and go. You know what I mean? You're this guy that will like take care of her, you know? Even sexually. So she wants to be taken care of, like in every way, yeah. emotionally, sexually, even if it's just for one exactly. night. She wants to know that yeah. you're in control and you know how to make her feel like a woman. Exactly, that you're going to give her an experience that she never had before. And in during this experience, you will like be gentle at the same time as you're rough. You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. Kind of like a bit of a push-pull in that sense, right? Exactly. Like you kind of want to push the sexuality, but also pull back and make her feel comfortable with the sexuality that you're demonstrating. Very important. Back to mystery method, like the comfort phase. <laughs> Talking about the comfort phase, that's important. You have to make the girl feel at ease. Okay. Now, how do you personally do this? How do you make her feel these emotions? How I do this is how I talk to her, how I look at her, I touch her in a very secure way. Many times I put her in my lap, for instance. When I'm sitting down, I sit her in my lap. When I'm meeting the girl at a date or something, yeah, I always make sure that I'm sitting beside her, not next to her. Okay. Because if you're sitting beside her, you can always touch her leg <laughs> or touch her easier. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I've had many dates. Like, if I'm facing the girl, it's a little bit harder. You Never. can always touch her. Never touch do that. Touch her hand Never and stuff, that. but... It's so much more powerful when you're next to her and you can like hold her close or both you can put your hand on her leg, for instance, and she can put her hand on yours. And it just creates this crazy different vibe now. Oh, I would say, guys, if you hear this in your date, never sit next to the girl. Always beside her. Position yourself beside yeah, the girl. Yeah, yeah. Don't face her, basically. Just always sit beside the girl. Or sometimes I think a 90 degree angle also works well. Because you can still tell, you know, it's like a, a barrier where you, she still feels comfortable and distant enough to you, but you can also reach out and get closer and touch her. Actually, 90 degrees is great also. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. Now, how do we sexualize the encounter? Like, uh, like, what signs do you, first of all, what signs do you look for that you know that you can begin sexualizing the encounter, if you look for signs at all? Yeah, I look at signs. It depends how well she is receiving my sex talk. Okay. Or she's letting me touch her. Sometimes I fuck girls, I never even talked about sex, but that makes the whole thing harder. Okay. It's much easier to fuck a girl if you talk about sex with it. But one of the stuff I look for is how sexually open the girl is, actually. If she's really? talking freely, yeah, if the girl is talking freely with you about sex, it's a sexually open girl. And mm. that's how you know that she's probably a freak. <laughs> that's true yeah because she's like cool with it yeah and uh girls that are cool with and it. she doesn't judge herself or judge you for talking about it so that means that she's open-minded herself i love those girls that's my favorite yeah yeah me too man <laughs> the best girls i say uh, personally love nymphomaniacs and stuff where girls yeah, that are yeah. totally comfortable with their sexuality it's great Okay, so you look for signs that she's vibing with your sex talk and your sexuality, and I assume that if it's going well, you'll keep going down that path, but if it's not going well, do you, like, pull back? Do you end, end the interaction? Like, what do you do? If it goes bad, I would, like... I mean, like, let's say, like, a girl's talking to you, and you start talking about sex, and she's kind of like, uh, oh, no, 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 you know, I'm not that kind of girl, or... 
or she's no just... if a girl says like that sometimes i just have fun with it when a girl says like that it says like come on i know that girls think about sex more than guys like don't fuck me around ah so you call her out on it <laughs> yeah i call her out yeah and sometimes she just giggles and she's like yeah how do you know you know what i mean like and then she started to realize maybe this guy knows what he's talking about you know oh do you think that after that kind of moment they they change their attitude to you and get more interested in talking about it almost every time i send some kind of that stuff and i'm still interested in the girl i can talk about slut shaming i used to talk about slut shaming that it's so bad that girls should fuck as much as guys do you know because slut shaming is a bad thing you know yeah that's a good thing about feminism you know like they're telling girls that they should be sexual Uh ah yeah not deny their sexuality you know it's so important it's so important when you say that you can actually see a whole change in the girl after you have that conversation gotcha gotcha how do you sexualize the encounter non-verbally non-verbally yeah basically i touch her in a very sexual way for instance move her hair behind her ear for instance okay or touch her neck I love touching the girl's neck, like grabbing the neck a bit, like in a dominant way. Yeah. I love doing that and putting her on my lap, for instance, sexualizing the whole thing. And for instance, if the girl is younger than me, I used to say like, oh, like, do you used to meet older guys? Like, That's a great way of sexualizing, but that's verbal. <laughs> do you think younger girls have this fantasy of being with older guys that know what they're doing? <laughs> is that even a question? <laughs> Oh, so many girls have this fantasy. Yeah. I met so many girls that told me about that. But like non-verbally, like making her sit on your lap, touching her around the neck. That's a very erogenous place. Gotcha, gotcha. And how about like on the dance floor? Do you think a dance floor is a good place to demonstrate your sexuality if you're a good dancer? If you're a good dancer, I'm not. <laughs> I'm oh, not no. a good dancer. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but if you're a good dancer, you can show some stuff there. Yeah, totally. Like... You can dance with the girl and but the important thing is that you extract her like isolate her from the dance floor because some girls they just want to dance a little bit and then dance with another guy you know i personally think it's a bit of a waste of time because i'm not that interested in the dance floor at all actually yeah so, yeah i'm more like my friend thieves i'm more uh, of a smoking area guy like gotcha gotcha most of my pulls there yeah okay let's actually talk about that a little bit talk about extracting like when do you extract a girl like when do when do you move a girl around when do you uh, like there's different kinds of extractions like one is moving a girl from a different like venue to venue another example is uh moving her from a different part of a bar like the dance floor to the smoking area another example is of course taking her home when do you extract and what do you look for what i extract is i see the level of horniness in the girl like if you can sense that the girl is horny you should just take her home and stop fucking around you know? gotcha one of the biggest difference between guys that fucks a lot and the guys that don't fuck that often uh-huh the guys that fucks a lot asks the girls to follow them home <laughs> there's a whole other bunch of guys that don't do this shit and they're not gonna have as much fun as the guys who asks oh man because they're waiting for the girls to ask them you know what i mean gotcha so they're not taking the lead but in this case you're taking the lead and inviting her home you should always take the lead yeah listen to this guys you should always take the lead it's very important when you want to take home a girl like i have this girl let's continue talking about my girl this horny girl i was talking about sex with okay she was all horny and i was just telling her how i would fuck her and and she was all wet for me and shit i could see in her eyes that she was ready to go home i just told her like 
I have some wine at home. Let's continue this party at my place. And the girl just complied. And both of us knew that what was going down. She was already into you at this point. You know, she like she knew what was yeah, up. Yeah, she was already into me. In a way, you took all the time in the venue to build her up to this state where she was going to go home with you anyway. So I think that's the critical thing. Like you have to time this well to read her signs well, like we talked about before. And till she's at that green stop in the traffic light, rather than being a red or a yellow where she might not be into you, you want to make sure that she's green before you extract her. Exactly. Gotcha. And if you did this sex talk thing before, then it would be so smooth and you're not going to have any problems getting her home because the girl, like I noticed since I start doing that, the resistance in girls are much lower. Why do you think that is? Because the girl, she doesn't know if she's going to be comfortable with you sexually. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that can be bad. Like many of the girls had bad negative experience with other guys. So they don't really want to experience that again, I think. They're afraid of, of meeting one of those guys again. Mm. So when you talk about sex talk, you're showing that you're a sexual creature. You know about what you're doing, you know, and that she's going to have a ride with you, you know. She's going to have an experience that she'd never had before. It seems that something guys struggle with, I've also struggled with this in the past too. Girls typically go out, not alone, but they go out with groups of friends or with at least one other friend. Sometimes there's guys in the group, sometimes there's, it's usually just girls or this is going out with one girlfriend. And inevitably to get her on your side and to take her home, you have to isolate her. Yeah. From the group. Within the venue or outside the venue, like, if you're taking her home, you have to isolate her from her friends because they're not coming home with you. If you're in the venue and you want to talk to her, you still have to get her on your side and talk to her, you know, alone. So what is isolation? Isolation is actually taking the girl from the group of friends so you can talk to her alone. Like, isolation is... Are you talking about that in the club? Isolation in the club or extracting home? Um, Let's talk about both, actually. I'll start with covering... Like the big one is how do you get a girl alone in the venue to start talking to her uh-huh. and do these things? First, you need to like get her like attention. You have to see that she's green for you, like we said before. Like she needs to be attracted to you in some way. And actually, it shouldn't be that far. Like my favorite of doing this is actually saying to the girls, like, listen, I need to talk to Sophia here for a little, little while. I'm going to bring her back. I just want to talk to her alone for a while. Is that okay with you? You tell this to her friend, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah I tell this to her friends. And almost every time they say, like, yeah, sure. And then I have her alone. Is that because you've already built a good vibe with the group? Like you meet the group exactly. as a whole and you build a fun vibe with them already. Exactly. And that's an important part of it. Like when you meet a girl, like if she has four friends, you need to come across as a social nice guy to all of their friends. Okay. Not only to the girl you're attracted to. Interesting. How do you do that? How do you get girls on your side in her group? Actually, most of the times when I open the group, when I start my opener, I used to interact with the whole group because if I start talking to one girl, most of the times the other girls will face me too. So most of the times I used to just bring up some subject and talk with all of the girls. Yeah. And in that way, I'm showing that I'm a sociable, nice guy, you know, normal guy. And most of the times when I did that, I just choose my target and I talk with my target. And when I start talking with my target, the other ones will know that I like this girl, you know? So when I did some of that, I'm just going to ask the rest of the group, can I bring Sophia from here? Let's go to another quieter place. Mm. Don't need to be more hard than that. Gotcha, gotcha. I know you were telling me also that sometimes you've had so much fun with girls and in the group too, 
and you've presented a clear interest in one girl, but you're still having so much fun with the whole group of girls that they're actually telling the girl to just go home with him, like, <laughs> yeah. just go. How do you yeah. get, how do you make that happen? That's <laughs> yeah, fucking awesome, too. <laughs> yeah, it actually happened to me in a number of times. When I, yeah. yeah, like, I'm opening up a big group of girls, and I'm just being a social guy, like, I talk to all the girls. Actually, I don't know what I do. I just talk shit, you know. Like, I come across as a nice guy, you know, like an interesting guy and a fun guy. I come with a lot of energy, you know. Actually, that was one of my biggest sticking points before because I entered a group with a too high energy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're kind of like the clown <laughs> before. Yeah, no, like, they were like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, he just came crashing in the group, you know. <laughs> so I actually need to calibrate that shit down, you know, especially here in Scandinavia. Sometimes it's jarring to a group of girls because uh, <laughs> yeah. I feel like the right approach is you build up that fun vibe when you're with the group and after you like kind of open them. Yeah. But you never really want to. You always want to match their energy. Exactly. That's at important. At the very beginning, right? And then you guide it from there. And nowadays, I always come in with a very low energy uh, and just adjust it to the group. Yeah. That's the best thing, actually. I like that. Just I like go that. in with a low energy and just adjust your energy to the group. Cool. All right, so now you've isolated the girl, you've talked to her, you've sexualized the encounter, and we had some great examples of where you did that. And you also have the girl's friends or her girlfriend on your side. And ideally, the girlfriend is telling her to just go home with this guy. Yeah. What is your end game to the encounter? I actually ask her if she wants to have some wine with me at home. And most of the times, before I was, uh, I got a job and got proper money, you know, coming in. I was pretty poor when I started out, you know, so... Yeah. And I was living, like, in the ghetto. Oh, shit. It was like a 40-minute train ride home <laughs> with a... Wow. <laughs> and I actually managed to do that, you know. I actually managed to bring back girls home in a 40-minute train ride, like, 4 in the morning. Nice. To a place that the girls know it's a ghetto, you know, like, it's a dangerous place. <laughs> wow. So, like, yeah, I would say that I didn't have my best logistics that time. But now, obviously, the logistics are easier. Yeah, nowadays, I have a good apartment in a nice area, you know, it's, it's much easier. I just take the girl out and said, like, let's go have some wine with me in my home. And the girls, most of the time, complies. Interesting. If I feel that she's a little bit resistant, sometimes I can ask the girl if she wants to follow me to grab something to eat, to mm. take her out of the nightclub. Do you think that helps with the girls that are more like on the yellow yeah. phase of the spectrum? Like they're not completely sold on you? Not yellow. She, she has to be green to follow me. But maybe she's not completely green with fucking me. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. So you add another stage where you work on that side, where you get her even more sexualized and stuff. Yeah. I grab something to eat. And after that, I'm just suggesting to take that shit home. You know? Yeah. Let's yeah. grab these burgers home <laughs> and have a taxi. Yeah. What kind of attitude should a guy have when he's extracting a girl and like taking her home? This is an important part because the extracting part is actually not fucking up, you know. Yeah. It's about not fucking up. It's like continued interaction like it was before, like not doing any weird shit. I don't know what you could do to fuck it up. Maybe you could like, I don't know, talk to another girl or like... Yeah be vulgar with your friend or something stupid shit you know you know one of my old sticking points was i would get so excited and nervous when i was you know i was i learned the game and my experience with women is pretty recent i would say relative to a lot of other guys that i interview in fact but one of the things i used to do and would always fuck up my interactions was get either really excited 
or really nervous yeah. that a girl was coming home with me. And it was like a vibe that a girl could always pick up. And she would kind of freak her out too. It's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> no, it's awful, man. It's, it's super dangerous shit. Yeah. It can backfire hard. How do you avoid that? How do you get over that? Is it just having the experiences to back it up? Or do you just like not care about it and just keep having fun and not worry about sex? You know, a weird thing, like when I started, my sticking point with that was that like, I was starting to get hot girls home. But I got so fucking nervous that I couldn't get my dick up, you know? <laughs> so, oh, like, man. I had this hot girl at my home, and I couldn't get my dick up. And it wasn't that I wasn't, like, horny for her. I was so fucking nervous <laughs> that it affected my blood flow somehow. And I just had to, like, plow through that shit, you know? That's happened to me, too, by the way. <laughs> it's happened to the best of guys, I think. Yeah, but you need to just plow through that. And after a while, you just, yeah. you're getting it up. <laughs> this is probably most guys' problem, actually, with sex is not the physiology of it. You know, they're horny, the girl is horny. But the psychology right before you have sex in this experience, if you're not relaxed and you are like nervous, you're anxious about something, and, and you're not focused on just having fun with the girl and both you and her having a great time, you're putting so much pressure on yourself as a guy that you just can't even get hard. It's just like cash 22 in a way. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, that's the important, interesting shit. I was like, I was having these hot girls at home, and I fucking couldn't get my dick up. It was so hard, you know, like, when I started out, I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. That's why some guys start using like Viagra and that shit. You should never use that. You should keep yourself natural. That's the best. I think it's so important, yeah. I used to smoke sometimes before trying to have sex with a new girl, but that mm. sometimes always backfired. And yeah, just, oh. I think just being natural is, is good. Yeah. Smoking can backfire hard, man. Yeah, yeah. It fucks up your blood flows. That's bad, yeah. Dude, this is so like so awesome. Like I feel like I've been open to a whole other world and clubbing and nightlife and love the information that you shared especially how important our fundamentals and your attitude and mm. vibe are to achieving and achieving the success both in talking to you and and also in alec rolstad who i interviewed about about night game earlier both of you guys have such a free-flowing and confident attitude it's impossible to see how girls can't like you <laughs> thank you man when you're hanging out <laughs> with them <laughs> i love it now, as part of dating mechanics, we always give our listeners a homework assignment they can go out and test with girls this week. What is something related to night game that our listeners can go out and try this week? One very concrete thing is sexualize your encounters. Like, anytime you meet a girl, be sure that you sexualize it. Even if you do it verbally or non-verbally. If you do it verbally, be sure that you show some intent. Like, talk about sex with the girl. And tell the girl what kind of sex you like. That's showing verbal intent. Showing non-verbal intent is more that touching the girl in a sexual way. Like touch your hand. Grabbing the girl's hand is a very good way also. And just touching the girl is showing sexual intent. Because if you're not touching her, maybe she thinks that you're just a friend or just a guy that want to talk. You know, you need to show intent. Gotcha, gotcha. The homework is show sexual intent. And you can choose to do it verbally or non-verbally. So the mission here, go out to a bar or nightclub at least one night this week and sexualize all your interactions with women that night, correct? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, Pablo. I'm actually out in California right now, and I'm going to hit up some bars and clubs this weekend and try it myself. Cool, man. Good luck. Cool, man. 
Pablo Garcia, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you, and I'm so, so grateful and happy that you can join me and share all this awesome experience. It's been a pleasure being with you also. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you yourself, man. Yes, thank you. Take care. That concludes our last podcast in the Night Game series. We started Pablo's interview learning about his early life experiences in dating and how it shaped his view of women. We learned right off the bat that good fundamentals, your look, your vibe, and having the right attitude most of all, plays the greatest role throughout the attraction and escalation process. We also discussed how to spot and open the best girls in any venue, both verbally and non-verbally, including identifying those sexual freaks we so desire. Pablo then covers his escalation, how he reads signs to sexualize every encounter, all the way to how he isolates, extracts, and handles his endgame with any woman. In the meantime, you can always reach out directly to Pablo in the comments. I also look forward to seeing your posts and comments related to his homework assignment, showing yourself as a sexual being at a nighttime venue. I hope you've had fun listening today, and I hope you've learned something in this fantastic interview with Pablo Garcia, Girls Chase writer and Escalation expert. For now, this is Varun Raja on Dating Mechanics by Girls Chase, and I'll see you again next time. Same time, same place. Thank you.